Now joining us on the right to it, I guess, for our weekly jam session is the one, the only, Jamal Anderson. What's up, Jamal? Yo, what's up, fellas? You doing all right? Hey, we, w- we want you to listen to something, all right? Big okay. news with Fox's Danielle Sargent, uh, who is a sideline reporter for Fox, and she had an interview with uh, 49ers head coach Mike Singletary and made a little bit of a mistake. Here's the sound, and we'll talk to you about it after. I heard that your mentor, Bill Walsh, was one of the first phone calls that you made when you found out that you had the job. What does it mean to you to be the head coach of the 49ers? Well, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What, what did I What was wrong? A <laughs> little bit of a mistake there. Uh, what did you say, Jamal? Whoops. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. You haven't heard this shit? <laughs> All right. This is what it was. Let me set it up. No, no. I already know. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm speechless and stupefied that that actually was. I mean, I used to do games on ABC, and we uh, fortunately had really informed and fabulous sideline reporters. And I am in shock. I'm so embarrassed for her. Yeah, and she even, when she was on ESPN a few years ago, she dropped an F-bomb on live television when she was working for the Four Letter Network. And, you know, just unfortunate. I mean, she I mean, she misspoke, obviously, but wow. You know, Jamal, you can hear somebody like, is in her ear going, no, 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 he, he passed away. He, he, you know, you could hear her going, oh, what, huh, what, huh? It was, I mean, it was that a would have been, interview. I, yeah. I don't know, That that's more than Verizon if he tried to actually call Bill Walsh. I'm yeah. just like, whoa. <laughs> that connection, Jamal, that connection. Yeah, Jamal, it just, uh, just sad for her, but I guess she went on national radio today, and she basically, hey, she she's facing it, and that's good, because she obviously made a mistake. It was her first sideline assignment. And uh, probably her last, I would assume. So, unfortunately wow. for her. Well, yeah. yeah, that stinks, man. I'm sure she, I mean, wow. It's one I'm, way to get I'm some exposure. Sure. Huh? It's one way to get some exposure, huh, Jamal? Not the guy yeah, you want. Boy. All right, Jamal. I'll tell you what, the United States of, what did the, what did the pageant lady say? The pageant girl? The what? <laughs> remember, the, remember the girl in the pageant who had that interview? With oh, the North Carolina? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I think it was South Carolina, North Carolina. I think it was South Carolina. Yeah, it was pretty oh, sad. Goodness. It's very oh, sad. It's big out there in Atlanta where you're from. But uh, all right, Jamal, this is the million dollar question. Million dollar question. Uh, which team will get their first win? Will it be Will it be the Lions or the Bengals? Who gets the first win? Well. I'll be honest with you. I don't know about the Lions. And actually, I don't even know about the Bengals. I, I think I just picked somebody to beat the Bengals this week. Who are the Bengals playing this week? Bengals are playing. I'll tell you in a minute. Who here. are they playing here? We'll, we'll Wait, cause they, they're hosting somebody, but they're hosting a team. No. They are playing uh, Detroit's at Chicago. Yes, and they and are hosting Jacksonville, who lost yeah, to the Browns, exactly. though. I just picked Jacksonville to win. That's yeah. what I was saying. Yeah, I no. think, I think, no, I did. I think Jacksonville is going to beat Cincinnati. And I think, I mean, Detroit's got to go to Chicago, right? Yep. Now, Come Jamal, on, dude. And Are how you kidding long, me? And how long do you think that those head coaches, do you think Marvin Lewis, do you think he actually finishes out the season with the Cincinnati Bengals team and in Detroit, the, the same scenario? Well, you know, it's crazy, man. And I was listening to somebody today talk about, uh, you know, what what has happened to that team since I remember Odell Thurman was a rookie. You know, he was a big-time linebacker from Georgia. And I'm just like, God, Marvin 
has such fantastic intentions and really went in and drafted well. Of course, a good friend of mine, David Pollock, hurt his neck. Didn't you know? Obviously, that whole thing ended his career. Then you had the string of very, very talented players who just couldn't contain themselves off the field. Starting with Odell Thurman, and and then you had uh, the Chris Henry, and then you had it was like five or six different Bengals who boom, they're getting arrested. Boom, they're going to jail. And I'm just like, wait a minute. But they have so many talented guys. Justin Smith goes and leaves in free agency. It's like, dude. You had a, it was a great setup. Like the cupboard was starting to get full. Had that thirteen and three season. Then all of a sudden, it's like no discipline, no discipline, no discipline, no discipline. It just, it just started going from there. It was like so young and so talented, but couldn't put it together. And it's like I can't really see how he's going to save himself at this juncture. I mean, obviously Carson's not even playing. It's like, I mean, can you add anything more to it? I mean, Chad Johnson has become an afterthought. You know what I'm saying? It's like. It's crazy, man. T.J. Houston is the lone person there that's standing out. Uh, you had, look, at Keith Rivers get punched. I mean, not, not punched in the jaw, but Hines Ward cracked back block, and he gets hurt. And it's just like, holy moly, it's like bad luck, dude. Halloween colors every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then talk about firings. Teddy Cottrell gets fired as a defensive coordinator for yeah. the San Diego Chargers, so they're not wasting any time as opposed to no. waiting for them to get back in the group like they well, did last year at this time. And again, it's another one of those situations that's like, oh, Nerf, North Turner is just a guru when he's the offensive coordinator, but it's just something about it. I was never comfortable with that whole beef with Marty Schottenheimer because Marty put that team together. Uh, Marty and Riley, obviously, and when he was there, you know, Riley couldn't put it together on the other side of the ball, but they drafted well, and then Marty came in and, you know, did what he needed to do, and they just had a sound, disciplined, physical, tenacious approach. Couldn't win that big game, but you could just tell every year they were inching closer and closer. All of that whole beef happens with Marty, and I'm just like, you know what, man? North Turner's going to inherit a hell of a team, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Now, of course, you have injuries and all the other situations. You got one of the top players in defense, Sean Merriman, but it's like, dude, you know, at the end of the season, if this con- if this continues this way, you go, well, wait a minute, he inherited a, a, a full cup and it's like if you can't cook you can't cook good meals with that it's like well at some point in time you're just a bad cook you know what I mean <laughs> so I, I don't know man it's you know it'll be interesting to see what transpires throughout the rest of the year but you look at that roster and the type of players that they have and you just go wow this should be this should be happening in a certain way former uh, Atlanta Falcons running back Jamal Anderson joining us he joins us courtesy of pro spot fitness raising the bar in performance safety and results did you, you think it out all by yourself, raising the bar? That's pretty pretty strong. Yeah, listen, man. You know, I'm, I'm a man of many, many talents. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I'm curious. Uh, I went to the Eagles-Falcons, and you're in Atlanta. I'm just curious uh, how how many people were upset on Monday about that punt late in oh, the game. Oh, man. What Come a bad on, call for uh, that, you know, the Eagles got a gift. Oh, my God. I felt like it was weird. It's just that game. It was like, were we just, well, just going to get shafted throughout the course of the game? Of course, listen, the guy who, once we get to the entourage, will be in the entourage. I don't even want to give it away right now. But he, you know, he just came out of nowhere and put his cape back on and just destroyed us almost single-handedly. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I... To me, it was kind of a it was the litmus test game for the team, and I can't tell you I can't say oh they they failed because so many weird things happened in that game, and of course Matt threw the picks, but it was like they did show up, they did play hard, and they did do so many positive things, and I'm like okay, this team is putting it together, this team is putting it together, and I am a big big fan of number two. I'll tell you guys right now, 
I'm a big fan of him. Uh, like again, I did his games in ABC, and I just know with the coaches that he went through with in college, and just his presence and the way he came in and talking to guys that I played with who talked about him. They just said, "Listen, he's just not like a rookie." I mean, we know he's going to see things and things are going to happen, but this kid here is just something about him, and he's not running around telling people that. But he's in there longer than anybody right now. Just the things that he's doing around that building, where you just you you you, you don't really expect for it to be uh, a, a rookie, but this is a rookie who has a tremendous amount that he's taken onto his shoulders saying, hey, I want to be the guy. I want to do it the right way. I want to work hard. And you just, I love all of those things about him. So I think uh, he's going to be one of the top guys for a number of years, you know? Yeah, before we get to your entourage, who's on and who's in and who's out, that type of thing. So can you finally say the Tennessee Titans are a legitimate contender or are the Colts on that proverbial downside? I tell you right now, I'm, I, I have certainly been saying the Titans are, are for real. I wanted to do a piece on Hainsworth on the show um, a couple weeks ago, and I'm just like, listen, man, let's be realistic. Uh, you know, it was all this talk about Kerry Collins being a manager of football games. Well, you know, and I said this today on the show, he managed, all right, he managed to win that game last night because ten, uh, the Colts were intent on not letting those guys run all over him, and Kerry did dinked and dunked his way down the football field. There were a couple situations where you saw him rolling out and doing some of the things that he did, you know, eight, nine years ago. And it was like, I'm sure he hears everybody say, hey, you don't need, just don't make any mistakes. The defense is good. We got two great running backs. We're going to be physical. Don't go out and lose the game, fourth carry. But I felt like last night, with the way the Colts defensively were, were, were playing against them, which was very, very strong, they could only get field goals. I felt last night, it was like, all right, let's open up the package. Carry, get us down the football field. Now, again, he wasn't throwing 30, 20, 30 yard bombs, but he was doing what he needed to do to get them in position, then you get a Linda White touchdown, then Chris Johnson breaks one. But defensively, man, uh, of course the Colts are having issues. Listen, you know, another unbelievably hard worker in Peyton Manning, who who is in the offseason out there throwing the ball on Sunday like it's game time, obviously couldn't do those things, and you can tell that there is some effect to that. I mean, if you just looked at the snapshots last night of Peyton Manning, say in the third and fourth quarter, it's just like... He's giving it his all, and it's just like, man, he, the pounding, the whole thing. And people are saying, oh, Marvin Harrison lost a step. I, I, I don't know about all of that because two weeks ago against Chris, McCall- uh, Chris McAllister, he, he looked like Edwin Moses in the Olympics again, you know. But the fact is, you, you just it's not the same thing. And, of course, I think, too, this Colts offense, if you can remember all the fantastic years, there was always a very versatile and fantastic running back. And Joseph Adai is not in the lineup right now. And I think there is a, a – Big time factor and swagger offensively for them, and of course, you know Bob Sanders is out again. So it's so hard to talk about the teams and grade the quality of the football teams when they're missing such integral parts on both sides of the football field at the same time. And and, and you know this, Manuch, you got to feel the team every time. There's no excuses, and so you base it off what you saw. They fought hard, typical Dungey Peyton Manning character football team. But in the end, it was like Tennessee was just too strong. It was like the bully. You stood up to the bully in elementary school, and the bully finally went, "Okay, I'm tired of playing." Bam, just slammed him on the ground. And it was, you know, that that was the end result of that game. 